You've heard me talk about Tacovas, the company carrying on all the time-honored traditions and quality you find in a great pair of cowboy boots. Well, longtime listener Jeremy emailed me to say, Zabe, I was on a work trip to Austin, knew about Tacovas from the podcast, stopped into the store. Next thing you know, I've got a damn good pair of boots and I'm looking sharp with a nice buzz to boot. Giddy up. Tacovas believes in Western for all. And you can feel that when you stop in one of their stores and get custom fitted for a new pair of boots. If you can't make it into the store, Tacovas delivers the most premium quality and the most comfortable Western goods right to your door. Visit Tacovas.com. That's T E C O V A S.com and point your toes west. And as a special opportunity for our listeners, Tacovas has said they will throw in one of their best-selling trucker hats or ball caps for free into any minimum purchase of $100 at Tacovas.com. Just use promo code ZABE, that's promo code Charlie, Zulu, Alpha, Bravo, Echo, at checkout. It's a $30 value, and they sell out fast. Only at Tacovas.com. Just because the NFL season is now firmly in the rearview mirror does not mean the betting season is over. Oh, no, 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 no. There is still plenty of opportunities to put a little something-something on the games. The NBA, college basketball, NHL, yes, golf. No matter what tickles your fancy, there is still plenty of action to whet your appetite. But just remember, where you bet is every bit as important, if not more so, than what you're betting on. That's why I tell my friends to go to mybookie.com. Oh, but my state just approved it. There's a big DraftKings fan duel, whatever. No, 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 no. Johnny come lately's. My bookie has been ahead of the game for years now. And why does that matter? Oh, I don't know. In a million ways. Better lines, better payouts, less rules. You name it. Plus, you get a bonus with me at mybookie.ag. Use promo code ZABE, Charlie, Zulu, Alpha, Bravo, Echo, and have your deposit matched halfway up to $1,000. Now, make sure you read the rules on payouts regarding bonus wagering. It does require certain levels of wagering to collect your money, but if you just want to bet straight up, you don't want the deposit, you want to make a one-time bet for a million dollars, win it, and then walk away, Fine, you can do that as well. That's a free cash bonus for making your deposit. Use promo code ZABE to claim the offer. Bet, win, and most importantly, get paid with my bookie today. Don't pretend yeah. like you're off the grid, Ted Kaczynski Jr. Oh, well, with for Google, I kind of am. Oh, I don't really? use Google. I use DuckDuckGo and I use the Brave browser. I will not use, I will not use Chrome because that is spyware. I will not use Google because that is spyware. Though all they are doing is warehousing and reselling my data, and F them, I can use some others that don't do that. This is the ZabeCast. From the mean streets of McLean, Virginia, to the Harvard of the West, UC Santa Barbara. You got 30 minutes for some honest conversation about sports, life, and more? Well, good. Buckle up, and let's go! Wednesday, October 25, 2023. Thank you for downloading. Church is on the way in less than 11 minutes. Let's get to the good stuff. Headline, bananas could go extinct due to fungus outbreak, scientists say. 
I was so tempted to tweet out, wouldn't miss him. <laughs> but I didn't need the anti, uh, I didn't need the bana- pro-banana backlash. I know many people love bananas. They are a super fruit, they say. I just do not care for them. Not the taste, not the feel, not even the smell. You give me banana boat sun lotion, I'll say, eh, I don't want that smell on me. How did bananas become so objectionable to me, you might wonder? Well, I was 10 years old and at my grandfather's house in Arizona, and I had a banana once, and then I vomited violently shortly after the banana. Now, my mom insists it's because I was already suffering from a virus of some sorts, and the banana had nothing to do with it. But me, being the young boy, already picky, was able to put one and one together and make sure it equals never again bananas. But here's the story. The Cavendish banana, the ubiquitous supermarket variety that compromises nearly half of all bananas humans consume, is under attack from a vicious fungal infection called Panama disease or fusarium wilt, tropical race four. The banana blight reportedly originates in the tree's roots and metastasizes the rest of the plant, starving it of food and water until it eventually dies. Think a fruit version of the fungal epidemic from the TV show, The Last of Us. I haven't seen the TV show, but I get the reference. Now, if you love bananas and are shocked and abhorred by me saying, wouldn't miss them, then go ahead and tell me, what popular fruit would you say, you know what, if it went away, I wouldn't miss it. Of course, anytime a story like this comes up, I have a chance to play one of my favorite kitschy novelty songs from the 50s. The great Louis Prima, Yes, We Have No Bananas. No bananas. <laughs> we have no bananas today. I learned this song from my dad, who started singing it one day in the kitchen when I was just a young boy. Yes, we have no bananas. I'm like, what's that, Papa? It's an American novelty song by Frank Silver and Irving Cohn. It became a major hit in 1923, placing number one for five. Weeks. We have no bananas. We have no Man, living in 1920s must have sucked. Yeah, in more ways than one. This was the number one banger of the 20s. There's a fruit man on our street whose name is Mr. Pete. And he keeps good things to eat. As people just start swaying and dancing to Yes, We Have No Bananas, became a best-selling piece of sheet music in American history, inspired a follow-up song. Oh, God, a follow-up. I've got the Yes, We Have No Bananas blues. (laughs) Al Jolson recorded on film an operatic version in blackface, which is now frowned upon, and rightfully so, in the 1930s. All kinds of beans and say, we got the old Thank God we've moved a long way from that. To football, Ron Rivera, professional delusionist. Wait, did you say delusionist? Uh, doesn't that illusion? No. Ron Rivera, head coach, Washington Commanders, professional delusionist. Rivera made a comment in early September of this year that flew somewhat under the radar, writes Burgundy Blog on Twitter. 
but was unlike any I'd ever heard from another head coach in NFL history, and not in a good way, writes Burgundy Blog. He says, here's what Rivera said, quote, I don't worry about being on the hot seat. If we go 8-8-1 eight, eight, and one this year, by the way, you better hustle for that, and he fires me, actually they're probably on pace, and next year they win the division with 40 of the 53 players we drafted and the same quarterback, I'm vindicated, send me my Super Bowl ring, that's the way I look at it. What? Excuse me on that. What the hell did you just say? I mean, how do you even unpack this? If we go 8-8-1 eight, eight, and one this year and he fires me, well, like that's the worst you can go? That's your example? You couldn't dare to say, if we go 3-14 and 14 this year and I get fired and next year they win the division? That's implying, hey man, we're on the move, we're on the go. We're going to be pretty decent this year. And maybe they will be, but still. And we win the division, he says, with 40 of the 53 players. You know the Eagles are in your division. You know that the Eagles are way, way better than you guys are, even though you have beaten the Eagles in the past. Um, And we drafted, that we drafted those players and the same quarterback, I'm vindicated and then send me my Super Bowl ring. (laughs) That's a long leap from 8-8-1, win the division with my guys, and somewhere, somewhere, yada, yada, something, something, Super Bowl, I'll take the ring. Send it to me. Where? On what fantasy island are you talking about? But that's Ron Rivera, the same guy who suddenly, after a bad loss a couple weeks ago, put a do-your-job sign up in the locker room, which is not only cliched and, and just ridiculous, but it's not even his saying. It's Belichick saying, do your job. Two other less appealing stories out there that I will not make Charch weigh in on. Sometimes people are uncomfortable with how strong I go at certain stories. What the hell was Jackson Mahomes doing in the luxury suite with Taylor Swift and Brittany Mahomes? Yes, the dipstick, and now criminally charged younger brother of Patrick Mahomes in the suite like nothing had happened. When in fact, he is still facing not one, not two, but three felony sexual assault allegations. Actually counts, charges, not allegations, counts, charges. Jackson was arrested earlier in the year, back in February, for an incident at a Kansas City restaurant. He apparently tricked a waiter into letting him uh, letting him into the basement office of the owner of the restaurant, the Aspen's Restaurant and Lounge in Overland Park, where Jackson Mahomes has been abusing his privilege of being the younger brother of Patrick Mahomes and bringing lots of loud guests and asking for free food, and a bunch of other stuff. And the owner, who happens to be a woman, Ms. Aspen Vaughn, hence the name Aspens, uh, an attractive 40-year-old woman, he went down to the basement and, according to the charges, forcibly kissed him 
while grabbing her throat. Absolutely unacceptable, disgusting. They are felonies he's facing. Also, a 19-year-old waiter at the restaurant accused Jackson of shoving him twice and backed the owner's claims. And there's surveillance video, which for once in the first time of surveillance video history is clear and in color, that shows quite clearly the uh, released images of Ms. Vaughn, the owner, being grabbed around the neck from behind by Jackson Mahomes with a terrified look on her face and a second image of her with his hand on her throat and him creepily leaning in to try to kiss her. After she rebuffed his advances, he tried to get out of it by saying, well, hey, what what can I do? I'm sorry. Okay. That was bad. What can I do? What can I do for your business? You know, I've got a large social media following. This is one of the most disgusting things ever. And you can say, well, what's Patrick Mahomes supposed to do? Disavow his brother, cut him out of his life. No, but if the NFL and all their ribbons and all their special awareness campaigns about domestic violence, sexual assault, if they were serious about anything and they're not, they would get wind of this and they'd go, no, under any circumstances in a million years. No. And they would shut it down. But the NFL doesn't want to call any attention to this story. They would like it to just drift on down the river. I'd kind of forgotten about it myself because there's a lot of stuff competing for our attention. But I'm not going to let people forget because you can't forget because this dipshit scumbag younger brother belongs in jail for this. If we're going to charge people equally under the law, and if the NFL, which cares to be a uh, a thought leader in this space, as they say, in the wake of the Ray Rice thing, take anything seriously. And oh yeah, one more thing. Where is Taylor Swift? One of the most powerful women on earth, who I don't know if she's spoken specifically about issues like this, domestic violence, but I would be shocked if she didn't in some direct or indirect way. Where is she to go, okay, listen, I I am having a blast dating your tight end, and I love being here at games. And listen here, uh, you know, Brittany Mahomes, uh, we're becoming BFFs, we got a dance going on, but no, I, I am not going to be seen within a country mile of your brother. He's got to deal with his own consequences for his own actions on his own time and in his own space. In a million years, no. She could do that quietly if she wanted to. But obviously she didn't, or she didn't know. And now she's pissed. Who knows? But again, it's hypocrisy that is absolutely scathingly off the charts. And I felt somebody had to point it out. I guess that guy would be me. Quick break. When we come back in the Zabecast, our man, Paul Charchian, still basking in the stunning upset of the San Francisco 49ers by Kirk Cousins and his Vikings. We're back right after this. If 2024 is the year you're jetting off to a new country, or even just want to expand your language skills beyond English, then I urge you to check out Rosetta Stone today. 
Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program for over 30 years. Why? Because it works. Instead of drilling vocabulary words, with Rosetta Stone, you learn by matching audio from native speakers to visuals, reading stories, participating in dialogues, and other practical language skills that fast-track your ability to communicate fluently. Not only is it a more effective way to learn, it's more fun. Rosetta Stone's advanced voice recognition technology gives you feedback on how well you pronounce words. Other language learning apps use speech recognition to detect what you said. Rosetta Stone tells you how well you said it. Rosetta Stone offers 25 languages with lessons available on your computer, phone, or tablet. And with a lifetime membership, you get forever access to all the lessons for all the languages and never pay a renewal fee. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, ZabeCast listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com slash today. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash today. You know, we're driven by the search for better. When it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't help you just hire faster. 93% of employers agree. Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites. This according to a recent Indeed survey. Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash Zabe. Just go to Indeed.com slash Zabe right now and support the show by saying you heard about it right here on this podcast. Indeed.com slash Zabe. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. This is where the DJ talks. Don't say anything. Okay. Oh, he's going to be flying today, kids. The Vikings, once again, have proven... You know nothing about the NFL on a week-to-week basis. And by you, I mean me, I mean you, I mean Charge. I mean everybody, Charge. Tis the league that maketh no sense. (laughs) Am I wrong? And we love it that way. We love it that way. The week in, the week out drama. Yeah. Sometimes I would would love it a bit more if it was a teensy bit more predictable. But I don't know. It 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 is um, it is a lifelong quest to try to understand what the hell is going to happen on a week to week basis. That's why it's so profitable. It's why it's so popular. Any given Sunday, right? 
as the league turns. We love it's a soap opera that we love, and it, it's it's because the right team doesn't always win that that we love football, and it's what it's part of what makes it great. And you know, the people that and the the thinking that gets to be adjusted every week, and you get to just sort of recalibrate on a week in and week out basis. God, I just I, I love that part of this game that we love so much. Yeah. Maybe I'm just saying that because my team won. And I'm, I'm, I'm riding the buzz of a Viking upset victory in which, honestly, Zabe, they handled the Niners. They got out. They scored first. They they were in, in command position throughout the game. And, you know, yeah. you know, my struggling team just went out and beat a team that looked like arguably the best team in the NFL. So yeah. I'm feeling pretty great about that. Might right have been now. a Cat 5 super team at one point, but injuries took some – oomph out of the swirling rotation of destructive wind forces of the Cat 5 team, and then now it's been downgraded to just a tropical storm until they can pack up to hurricane speed again. Wow, 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 wow. My team was playing without Justin Jefferson. Let's not diminish the accomplishment of Kirk Cousins and the Minnesota Vikings. I'm not diminishing. I'm saying that your your, uh, the, the cold water has cooled the swirling rotation mm. of the destructive forces. You guys made Brock Purdy look ordinary, look like a guy who deserved to be drafted at the end of the train. Hmm? Well, I, I thought in totality Purdy played pretty well. He just he had two interceptions that hurt him. And <laughs> the two, the two that it, cost him the game. Back, other than back. that, <laughs> other than that, Mrs. Lincoln, how was the play? <laughs> <laughs> and, but I still felt like in totality he played pretty well, to be honest. But that's just me. Okay, well, let, let's get into this here. About the NFL and its undecipherability or indecipherability, mm-hmm. think about the manpower and hours spent by all of us in all the different slices of NFL kingdom from yes. point spread guys to the fantasy guys, to the film breakdown guys, to the ex-coaches, ex-GMs. Everyone is in on it going, okay, here's what this team is doing. Here's where they're good. Here's where they're bad. Here's what I think is going to happen when these two teams meet each other. And then you you put the dice in a bag and you shake them up and you throw them out and you don't know what's going to come out. Like we have not yet even figured out on a general basis what's typically likely to happen when two teams meet. And I find that fascinating and, yes, kind of awesome. Yeah, and that's I think that's what we're here for, right? Is 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 all of that, and that's you know it's part of the beauty of the NFL, and you know just yeah, I just I just think that's what makes the whole thing tick. And even for guys like me, where I'm supposed to know it all, I know obviously I don't. I make tons of mistakes. We all do, but part of it is just the going through the effort of trying to know it all, and you know <laughs> that's the dumbest. That's the dumbest part of all. The trying part, right? And I I do try, Zabe. I really do. It doesn't seem like it based on the results, but I do try. Yeah. So how did you guys do it? Because Kirk was 2-10 and on Monday nights. He uh, was facing a Niners defense that was at full strength, correct? Yeah. Mostly, yes. Yeah. Almost entirely at full strength. And you had Kyle Shanahan, a coach that both loves Kirk but knows Kirk very well, so he should have been able to take away some of his honey hole plays. You're without Justin Jefferson. Your offensive line has been an absolute shit show this year and for the last several years, and yet you let Kirk drop back 45 times and he doesn't get sacked once. None of that makes sense. 
Uh, the only part of that I'll quibble with is the offensive line's actually been quite good all year for the first time okay, in, so I don't know, a decade. So, you know, that has been an ongoing complaint for years and a valid one. But suddenly this offensive line, and they've invested a lot into it, it's all coming around. And Kirk, you know, we had running lanes in the first half of the game. We had no sacks and Kirk stood tall. It was, oh, that was so gratifying, that part of it in particular. Yeah, so Cousins now becomes the first player in NFL history, or actually the second, I I botched the stat. I sent it to you before the podcast. So essentially, there's only been two times in NFL history a quarterback has completed 35 or more possessions Mm -hmm. and done it at a 75% clip and has not been sacked in a game dropping back that many times. And that's Kirk Cousins. Not once, but twice. He did it both with the Redskins and with the Vikings. That's right. He's the same, the one guy who has hit all those metrics in one game in the history of the NFL. You know, however many thousand games there's been played, only one guy's done that. Kirk was dealing. And, the, you know, just the poise that he had. He just, you know, every now and again, Kirk gets just lasered in. And that, you know, that happened against the 49ers and, you know, nobody saw it coming, but it did. And without Justin Jefferson, no less. And, you know, put Jordan Addison on the radar as a potential budding star as well. Love that, too. Yeah. Another thing that uh, I made sure to point out to any and all of my associates uh, listening on 97.3 The Game and listeners, I said, I do not want to hear ever again you say about the Packers receivers, but they're young. Jordan Addison's young. He's already had six touchdowns now on the season. Okay. Other Jefferson, when he came in the league, started tearing people new ones. He was young. Same thing for Randy Moss. Same thing for Jamar Chase. Same thing for Chris Olavi. And the list goes on and on. Just because you're young doesn't mean dip squat. Either you got it or you don't. And you're producing or you're not. And if you don't get to producing quick, this league will wash you down the river, Church. A lot of truth to that. A lot of truth to that. You know, I, 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 I the, the Packers receivers. It's, it's been, it's been slow. Romeo Dobbs looks like a legit receiver. Everybody else has got a lot of question marks still, and I, 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 th- I agree with you in this regard. The really good players, like the players, the players you just mentioned, the really good ones, it pops fast. You find out, you know, within half a season, you already know that somebody is on the trajectory of greatness. Right. And, you know, it's it's not that nobody's ever developed over time, but usually the great ones pop right away and you find out what you got. I'll add another Viking, Stefan Diggs. New in training camp, the kid was special. Hit the ground running is great. We're coming right out of the gate. And it, you know, it happens. And that's not just true of wide receivers, it's true of anyone in the NFL. If you got it, you never have to squint or convince yourself that this guy's got it. I don't think. I mean, there are cases, I'm sure, but for the most part, when a guy has it, whatever position, it pops and it pops right away. Hell, it doesn't matter on draft status either. People say, well, that's because the Packers refuse to go up and get a true first-round talent like a Jordan Addison or a Justin Jefferson. Okay, they've been nibbling at the back of the first half, top of the second round, or back of the first round, top of the second round area for wide receivers. And that's what they've got. Guys that are just okay. But sometimes 
Like in the case of Terry McLaurin, third yeah. round pick, he popped right away. First game in Philly on the road as a rookie, ran through that defense, went through him like shit through a tin horn. And you didn't have to squint and go, I don't know, is McLaurin any good? No, he was misdrafted. <laughs> Same so, with Stefan Diggs, fourth rounder. And they knew in training camp that he was special. You're right. You're yeah. Right. So here's the thing with the quarterback for the Packers. And by the way, Charge, I've invited you to come down to the game at Lambeau Field. You will be occupied otherwise because you are running the best damn fantasy format and website in the country, guillotineleagues.com. Still with the uh, stuff going on, right? Until what week? Yeah, still forming, yeah, forming new leagues through for about another three weeks. Uh, 11 weeks left in the season. Well, 12 weeks left in the season. Well, so 11 team leagues forming now. You have one team left at the end of that. Yeah, so it's still lots of time left and a lot of season to go and lots of fun to be had for 11 more weeks. So you would not go to a stadium on a Sunday by hook or by crook because it's just a busy season. You can't do it. Yeah, and I need to watch. I need to watch the eight games on YouTube TV and Zabe, they could make it more difficult. How's that working out for you? So here's the thing that is frustrates the hell out of me. <laughs> yes. And it, it's just, it's killing me. Yes. I want to watch eight different teams because, the you know, how the NFL works. They stack a bunch of games as the noon central start, the one o'clock Eastern start. They stack 10 games there that, you know, or eight or nine or 10 or sometimes even 11. And then they've got like three in the afternoon, maybe four in the afternoon. Now, the, as the later games. Then I want to watch eight different games. You would think that YouTube TV's like default setting, as they've been peacocking about how you've got they've got multi-view, what they call multi-view, where you can get four different games on a screen. I've got two TVs. I want to get eight games up. I want multi-view one with four games on one side, and I want yeah. multi-view two with four different games on the other TV. Yeah. They don't offer that. They don't. They've decided. They and this is pre-select what, their own little mixes of snack items. How about this, 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 and this? And you have to scroll through them and squint and go, hmm, no, I don't like Red Zone plus Browns Jaguars plus Vikings Lions and plus yes. Chargers versus Patriots. No. And then they give you one slightly different thing, but they don't give you all the combinations. They don't let you choose. No. It should no. be the easiest thing in the world to go click plus button, click plus button, click. Great. You've now made your own snack mix. Pretzels it's plus chips plus peanuts. That's what I want. That's right. I want to make trail mix out of my <laughs> out of out of my multi-view. If I can't if you're not gonna let me pick the four games, which by the way, the technology is clearly there to let me pick the four games, okay? But if you're not going to let me pick the four that are going to be in there, like setting option number one should be four unique games, and option number two should be four different games from the one the ones that you just offered me. But no, what they do is they decide, okay, we think you know our masterminds have decided nobody wants to see Houston play, so we're going to put this Jags-Texans game available on, like, one multi-view option right and you better like that one right. you better like the other games that come with that but <laughs> and, and apparently everybody wants to put the chiefs on so the chiefs are on every, every single one, one. every yeah. single one of them it's so dumb for anybody who just wants to take in the grandeur of all of the games in the nfl in a given week is it fair to say the chiefs are the pumpkin spice of the nfl they're in everything 
<laughs> they they are in everything. They are well, you know what they are? They're the Travis Kelsey Taylor Swift of the NFL. By the way, did you see the picture of them holding hands? Yeah, it looks like it's a real deal. Now, was it always a real deal? Or no, I, well, a a uh, well, two things. Hold on. Number one, there's a price at which you and I would hold hands. Right? I mean, if 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 your net worth was going up like a million dollars a day, which it is for these two, would you and I would hold hands in a second. I wouldn't I would not ungrip your hand. <laughs> there's another number two. There's another there's another comp on that, which is far more vulgar than hold hands. <laughs> Every man has his price. That's, That's right. <laughs> whatever it is. Okay, go ahead. You proceed, got that right, baby. Proceed, yep. counselor. Number two, having watched the Netflix quarterback series, and I know that you did and I did over the course of the summer. I actually did not. You did not? Oh, then this you will not appreciate. You will not appreciate I'm this. I'm going to get to it at some point, but we're under the avalanche of sports now, so what am I going to do? Another arrow in my quiver of for my conspiracy theory that this is a manufactured relationship between Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift, as enunciated, I thought, brilliantly one or two weeks ago. And, and you're sticking to this. Yeah, I'm sticking okay. to this. Fair enough. Is this. Taylor Swift's got to be making a lot of money to sit next to Brittany Mahomes for four hours every Sunday <laughs> because that is work right there. Come on. That has to be painful. They've developed a girlfriend-to-girlfriend kinship. Don't you understand? Mm -hmm. She finds her charming. That this hardworking global icon with talent pouring from every finger in her body, yeah. with good looks, she's at least an eight, although some people claim she's a bit plain. She has talent and looks, and she's sitting next to an annoying five, who has no <laughs> talent right. whatsoever, yet, <laughs> yet thinks she's Madonna. Who wouldn't want to be part of that, George? Come right. on. You you see my point. Thank okay. you very much. Yes. Well, all that, eyes, That's how you know she's getting paid right there. All eyes are on the start of Taylor Swift's European tour, which begins, I believe, in November, and the upcoming Chiefs versus Dolphins game in Germany. All eyes are on the confluence of that because it looks too convenient to help hand it off. There are others who are skeptical, too, about it being a real thing. I think it's a real thing that's going to fizzle fairly quickly because I don't think that he's wait, can, her type. Wait, conveniently, conveniently at the end of the football season, well, I mean, you know, parse out what is real and what is convenient in life for you or for me or for anyone else with, you know, family members – uh, spouses, you name it. What's real and what's convenient, and where does the line start and end? It gets blurry quick a lot of times. Now she's got a European tour starting. You know, this Messier guy is pretty hot. What Messier guy? The guy, the soccer player. Oh, Messi. International. What I said. <laughs> you yeah. said Messier. Messier. And I was thinking Mark Messier, Messier. The former, oh, yeah. Uh, a the former hockey player. New York Ranger who looks That's like right. early Cro-Magnon man. <laughs> <laughs> Ruggedly What's this handsome, guy's name? Though, it's, me it's not Messier. It's Ronaldo Mes Messi. Messi? Messi. No, I, I'm sorry. Lionel Messi. I mixed my superstars in soccer. All right. Uh, Lionel Messi. Lionel Messi. Yes. Fine. Well... There you go. We'll find out. He, she might make a move for him.
if it suits her business interests. Okay. So back to the uh, Packers-Vikings game. You can't come because you're bogged down doing fantasy. We agree that uh, YouTube TV sucks. Here's what also sucks about YouTube TV. They got different rules for whether you're watching YouTube TV, which you've paid for on a device like an iPad or a phone or a smart-enabled TV, or if you're watching it on your computer, your desktop. Because I went to my computer and I said, hmm, I'd love to whip up a four box right here on my main desktop with my good Bose speakers and flip around between baseball, the Monday night football game, something, something, and something, something. So I first had to endeavor by going down into the rabbit hole of Reddit threads. Can you watch YouTube TV on a desktop Mac OS? And <laughs> that's that's the sound of uh, of your of your Google search. That's right the, <laughs> the voice of your Google search. Well, yeah, because don't you know when you do a Google search, you don't know quite how to phrase <laughs> the question in a way that's, that's going right. to tickle the algorithm into giving you the actual answer. You you feel like you're a short busser. How do I do this? Okay, I'm sorry for that. That's very very politically incorrect. I apologize wholeheartedly, <laughs> but you feel dumb. Okay. Yeah. You, you feel like uh, 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 Sling Blade. Uh, how do you do this thing on YouTube? Finds out that you cannot do a four box of your choosing. What? And Why? Well, first of all, is there a desktop app for YouTube TV? No, there is a no, but then no. you can just open a browser. You can just open a browser. Well, yes, but I can't clean up the edges of the browser. The menu. No, which bar. does it does bug me too. Yeah. So that why wouldn't me. they just port a desktop app like they have a device app? Nobody knows. It's bullshit. It's number one bullshit. We pay for this. That said, I'm starting to like a lot of things about being in the streaming world and YouTube TV. Number one is that when I go to the home button, it already knows pretty much what I want to watch. It's going to put yeah. on the football game or the baseball game or sports center or golf channel based on my viewing history. And I oh, like well, that. Whoa, 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 whoa. You know who owns YouTube? Google. Yeah. You think Google knows a little something about Steve Zabin? They know more about me than oh, I know. About exactly. Me. Exactly. It isn't just your, it's not just your viewing history, by the way. <laughs> oh, they you got know, everything. I understand. They got everything. Yes. Okay. You know, they well, know. What about they you? Know they know about you. you. Don't pretend yeah. like you're off the grid, Ted Kaczynski Jr. Oh, well, with for Google, I kind of am. Oh, I don't really? use Google. I use DuckDuckGo and I use the Brave browser. I will not use, I will not use Chrome because that is spyware. I will not use Google because that is spyware. Though all they are doing is warehousing and reselling my data and F them, I can use some others that don't do that. So I've I do, seen, and I think that helps. I've seen DuckDuckGo's uh, commercials. I want to believe that they are pure. I have yeah. a hard time, though, buying into it because data is the modern gold. Mm-hmm. Data is the modern gold, as you know. So how can DuckDuckGo survive without scraping some well, data from you as a user? And, and maybe you know, maybe they're not keeping their word on the privacy that they've promised, but they do sell sponsored ads based on my search. So I think that's their primary revenue stream. Is So you know, they're doing I, the same thing. But they're not. But in theory, they're not warehousing my oh, data. 
Oh, they're not remembering theory. me and all of my search history. That's the you know that's what they say they're not yes, doing. Yes. We don't have warehouses of data. We have small storage units of data. <laughs> pods on the side data, of the right. Yeah. We use pods. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I don't know. I'm 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 a wash in the spy state in terms of uh, the private companies and the ads and everything else. There's nothing I can do about it. I'm already wet. I'm like the guy who went out in the rain to go get the mail and it started pouring harder. And so I'm soaked. So there's no point in getting an umbrella nor a, a rain jacket now. I'm wet. I'm trying. I'm trying to fight it, Zabe. I'm doing. I'm fighting the good fight over good. here. I'm not. They don't. I don't use Google, as I mentioned. I don't. Uh, I don't do biometrics. You know. So I don't. I haven't oh, given. Uh, you know. Finger fingerprints, scan, face scan. eyeball, face scan, stuff like that. I'm trying. I'm trying to. Have I you- don't use TikTok, so I'm not. I haven't given the Chinese government my data yet. So have I'm you, trying to do the right thing. Have you ever done a facial scan? Yes. I don't know. I bet. Have you left the I, country I, in the last three years? Oh, well, that's true. I've got a passport. So, I mean, my picture is, is you, there, so there's that. Don't you think when they take your passport picture? Although, do you take it there or do they provide it? They take it there, I believe. No, I took mine at Walgreens. Oh, okay. Well, maybe they <laughs> so, can maybe they can garner it from your photo. I don't know. I want to talk about this though regarding your Vikings. Yeah. Oh, hold on. Let me close the book on what I was gonna say. Oh, I don't know. Twenty minutes ago about the Packers and squinting to see if a player is good in the NFL. Yeah. So obviously, receivers. Uh, Jordan Addison's got it. Tiny guy, by the way, but he's got it. He is tiny. He's oh, frail. Yeah. When Jefferson comes back, what a combo, huh? I hope so. Yeah. Okay. Um, Jordan Love. Jordan Love is only six starts in as QB1. He's got seven starts dating back to last two years ago when uh, Rodgers was out due to COVID. But um, the squinting has begun. The squinting has begun, and some Packer loyalists don't like it when I say, right now he's bad. He's mm-hmm. capital B bad. And they go, no, I mean, he's he's not playing good right now, but I don't, I can't go as far to say he's bad. I said, I'm not saying he's going to be bad forever. I'm saying right now he's bad. I said, you look at statistically the neighborhood he's living in. He's down there with the he's Mac Zach Joneses. He's Zach Wilson, Mac yes, Jones, right. Yeah. Yes, those yep, are the sure. numbers. And don't say, well, you got to go on more than numbers. Uh, okay, the rest of the numbers confirm what the eye test confirms about Mac Jones and Zach Wilson, which is not very good. The only solace you could take is that he lives in the same neighborhood as other low completion guys that are still young, like Kenny Pickett, like CJ Stroud, and like, I forget, a third guy who's young who's at the bottom. But he was 33rd in completion percentage coming into that game against Denver. And He's got an average depth of target that's the number one in the league. So he does throw it long, which could be part of it, but he's not mm-hmm. good. And he's throwing picks nowadays. Jesus, God. He yeah, got two see, touchdowns I- that were the luckiest touchdowns ever. <laughs> and they still lost to Denver. Oh, it's the scheme. The scheme is bad. I don't know why. I don't know why that, uh, you know, LaFleur is the way he is. You know, why doesn't he call a more aggressive game? Yeah, the old line stinks. Hey, at some point, the quarterback, if he's good, overcomes all of that fourth most time in the pocket for Jordan love. So it's not all offensive line. And I know the injuries are real. I mean, that's, you know, it's a real thing that's happened. I totally get that, but, but that's, you know, yeah. that only goes, that excuse only goes so far. Yeah. It, the, the, the promise for love compared to say Kenny Pickett is the arm talent is real. 
The problem is above the shoulders. The head talent looks really lost out there. Now, you know, but if it does come together, you've got a guy who can just throw lasers around the field. And you do see it like three times a game. He makes throws that make you go, whoa, Jordan Love belongs in this league. He's got and, some good intermediate zip. I don't know about his long ball, though. Long ball the, is a question. Long, I, I think the arm talent suggests that that long ball could develop into a real threat. Now, from my standpoint, lifelong Vikings fan who endured 30 years of Hall of Fame quarterbacking, God, is this great. You know, you just get <laughs> your Packer fans are just get finally getting just an iota, a tiny fraction of what most franchises go through for like a decade as they try to figure out if the current quarterback they got is the right guy. As they go into every draft cycle going, well, we might need to take a quarterback. You know, this is, you know, finally the Packer fans get yeah. to feel our pain. Yeah, I hear you. Uh, so this matchup is going to be huge because if the Vikings come into Lambeau and win, you're four and four. The Packers mm-hmm. fall to two and five. It's a must-win game for Green Bay. Oh yeah, because you'll be three games back, or no, you'll be two games back, two and a half back behind the Vikings, and you'll be another half game back due to the first tie break losing to the Vikes like they are to the Lions who are five and two I don't want to say the season is over but it, it's over Johnny it's over it it would kind of be over it, it really is a must win for the Packers and that's and I'm worried the Vikings are going to overlook it right they just they just had a nationally televised win which they don't get a lot of you know that's not always been prime times not always been favorable to the Vikings they just had the upset victory and now you got to go on the road to go face in a short week and go face a team that knows you intimately. I'm I'm nervous about the Vikings winning this game. All right. I want to talk one more thing with you, unless you have something else you want to slip in here, because I know uh, we've had a good run here. Not going to keep you too long today. But I want to talk about this incident at the Met back in 1969 with your beloved Vikings. It's one of the all-time craziest stories uh, pretty much in uh, NFL history. 1969, halftime show at a Vikings game. It's snowing wildly, which it tends to do up there. Mm-hmm. Starting in, let's see. <laughs> now, we're getting snow Saturdays, Abe. No! <laughs> yes, it's okay. snowing Saturday. Yes. All right, in 1969, halftime of the Vikings game at the old Metropolitan Stadium outdoors, they had a boy get into a hot air balloon, small hot air balloon that I don't know what it was designed to do, but it rose up and flew out of the stadium over the light stanchions and into the Minnesota river, the icy (laughs) Minnesota river. That could kill anybody. It's when you watch it, you think who approved of this? What was the plan? Why? What? How is this talked about in Minnesota sports lore? I had never heard this. You had never you, heard you, it I had never heard of this happening. But there. some things can get out of hand. More than 40,000. This, by the way, is the great Pat Summerall, a younger Pat Summerall, more vibrant. You can tell by the tenor and the timber of his voice. In disbelief, as a hot air balloon carried an 11-year-old boy over the light towers and eventually dumped him in the icy Minnesota River. It was a tough act to follow, but the Vikings and the 49ers managed quite a show of their own. (laughs) It was a tough act to follow, but now let's get back to the football. Oh, my God. Field is covered in snow. Guys are deep in snow. Fumbling, stumbling, bumbling. Yes. 
Yeah, we're dropping teenagers out of air, uh, hot air balloons at the med center into they, into they, two feet of snow. It's so funny. There's a there's video of a, a rickety sort of flame throwing device on wheels, almost yes. like a push cart that is trying to melt the sidelines. One of the umpire, one of the referees comes to the middle of the field with not kidding a witch's broom. To clear off some snow. <laughs> I'm not saying a lot of things were shittier back then, but the homogenization of the league and how it's been so polished down, it's not nearly as organic, is it? No, it's all, everything's manicured for sure. I got one more thing for you, Zabe. Yeah. I don't think we've ever caught a head coach urging a player to fake injury before which was caught in the game on monday night however a more benign explanation was given to me by our football player on our team which was hey he could hawkinson could have still been hurt he the, that kevin o'connell just said look if you are legit hurt you're allowed to sit down and stop play that's not which- faking an injury it would be a legitimate move yeah, but how is he diagnosing that from the sideline? How because he's limping. You know, he, okay, then you, why not limp to the sideline and get your replacement in? Why would you have a coach? You know, this is at the end of a big play, and you want to reset your offense. Why is he screaming, "Get down, get down, get down!" over and over again for a player who's just you know who's limping and couldn't just come to the sideline why not just wave him over to the sideline and get your replacement player in i think there might i think i think there might be something to this i would like to think that kevin o'connell is not so stupid as to think that nobody would have caught him you know you're on camera the entire game as the head coach everybody can see and hear you you're gesturing wildly but weird i don't know this it 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 could be it could be that that was exactly what he was doing could be, or could have been a real injury. That's he's entitled to not have to walk off in his own power. How many minutes were left in the half at the time? If it was Five? more, okay, well then it's fine. Then there's really no. I don't know. I'm guessing you're yeah. not forced to take a timeout. That's the thing. We learned that in the Packers game against the Broncos. Under two minutes, if your guy gets hurt on offense and you're rushing to try to win the game or come from behind, you better get off the fucking field. They'll take a timeout right out of your pocket. With no oh, qualms yeah. whatsoever. All right, yeah, Church, rightfully so. As always, my friend, a great chat. We'll talk next week. Thank you. Thank you. Bye bye, Zed. I need to talk to Charge in a diplomatic way about the breathing. How do I do that? Any suggestions? Let me know. The you know on the headset, the ex- the exhaust of his nasal plumage. All right, quick break, final break, come back, mop up with some feedback right after this. Just because the NFL season is now firmly in the rearview mirror does not mean the betting season is over. Oh, no, 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 no. There is still plenty of opportunities to put a little something-something on the games. The NBA, college basketball, NHL, yes, golf. No matter what tickles your fancy, there is still plenty of action to whet your appetite. But just remember, where you bet is every bit as important, if not more so, than what you're betting on. That's why I tell my friends to go to mybookie.com. A-G. Oh, but my state just approved it. There's a big DraftKings fan duel, whatever. No, 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 no. Johnny come lately's. My bookie has been ahead of the game 
for years now. And why does that matter? Oh, I don't know, in a million ways. Better lines, better payouts, less rules, you name it. Plus, you get a bonus with me at mybookie.ag. Use promo code ZABE, Charlie, Zulu, Alpha, Bravo, Echo, and have your deposit matched halfway up to $1,000. Now, make sure you read the rules on payouts regarding bonus wagering. It does require certain levels of wagering to collect your money. But if you just want to bet straight up, you don't want the deposit, you want to make a one-time bet for a million dollars, win it, and then walk away, fine. You can do that as well. That's a free cash bonus for making your deposit. Use promo code ZABE to claim the offer. Bet, win, and most importantly, get paid with my bookie today. Let's end on some feedback, both positive and sometimes not so positive. Gary Sonny Veach writes to say, solo podcast is great. And so is the new format. It won't happen, but I could live with just Church and the old school Scott and Sally and Mr. X bringing us the joy of gambling. But you're still the best after all these decades. Thanks for doing what you do, Gary Veach. Thank you. This one from JD, oh no. He writes, la cuckoo oh shit. After last night, I am just not going to be able to stomach this week's podcast when Charge is your guest. Well, too late. You just suffered through them. I can stomach very few podcasts when Charge is your guest. Yes, Charge, who I, affect- who I unaffectionately call douche instead of Charge, often has an effect on me like fingernails on a chalkboard. With last night's big win, he'll be cooing on and on about the Vikings while you toss him softball questions after softball questions, enabling you to hijack the show into Viking talk. He will break down plays, discuss the game plan, gush on and on about Jordan Addison, and basically go on and on and on about the Kirk haters. He will then take it upon himself to crack back on said Kirk haters and babble on about his statistics how he's number two in the league in this category, and number three, and number one, and blah, blah, blah. God help us. For what it's worth, Kirk is a terrific fantasy quarterback. He's a stat hound who puts up great numbers between the 20s, but good old Robo Kirk does not have a feel for the game. And this email goes on for one, two, three, four, five more paragraphs. JD does say, I love Andy. Been listening to you two since the beginning of your partnership. I love Jay. Truly enjoy the Steakhouse Confidential episodes. I'm a true fan and one percenter. Enjoy all your guests except for, you can tell, Charge. I am joining a growing list of Charge haters within the ranks of the podcast listeners, but I will still be listening. Nevertheless, keep up the good work. Well, here's the thing, JD. With this new format where I'm sandwiching my featured guest in between a little bit of this and a little bit of that, on the end, you'll get something out of, every, out of every podcast. You can skip through the guests that you hate. And like I told Church, you know you're really getting traction. You're becoming established on this podcast when you have a legion of haters now on the very mean streets of things like the Reddit threads about this podcast or the Facebook page about this podcast. I went in there once like Grandpa Simpson, do-do-do-do-do, take my hat off, put it on, take a look at the comments, ah! 
and I'm right back out of here. I can take a pretty good amount of criticism, fair and unfair. Something about seeing how relentless it is in those forums is remarkable. That said, I've been told, hey, these are still your best fans. They are your super fans that while they may eviscerate you for this, that, or the other, they're still listening. This one from Chris in Portland. Steed, two minor officiating observations from Monday's and Tuesday's podcast. Monday, you mentioned all the change of possession in college are subject to review. Unlike the NFL, any and all plays in college can be reviewed and can be buzzed down by the booth. Oh, by the way, Chris, if I may, I believe the NFL already has so-called expedited review where they can look at things on their own depending on whether they feel like it or not, or if Walt Anderson has taken a nap, that old coot. That said, no communication system exists in college with helmets. Thus, they still use signals, giant poster boards, etc. That said, the Michigan thing is still a nothing burger as a one percenter acknowledging your infatuation with airline crashes. Keep up the good work, Chris in Portland. Thank you for that, Chris. Speaking of airline crashes, this one from Chris Gerard in Cincinnati. See the national reach of this wonderful gathering every day? Dear Zabe, the, uh, the story you told about the traveling pilot who tried to crash the plane was harrowing, no doubt. I saw a similar story from 2015 that had a terrible outcome. A co-pilot just decided to crash an Airbus 320. The guy had been examined and was found to be suicidal, but somehow managed to keep his employer from finding out. This was a German Wings flight from Barcelona to Dusseldorf. Oh, I remember that one. At some point during the flight, the pilot went to the bathroom and the co-pilot locked the door and immediately began to send the plane on a descent into the Alps. Sidebar, I was all for fortifying the cockpit after 9-11. I thought it was crazy that we didn't have fortified cockpits. However, shouldn't every pilot have a key to the fortified cockpit from the outside in case a co-pilot does this? You can get back, I don't know. The whole thing only took 10 minutes, but to think that you immediately start descending right into the Alps is crazy. He never said a word during the 10 minutes that was on the black box that was recovered afterwards. Absolutely terrifying. Also, I remember Egypt Air Flight 990, where a co-pilot deliberately crashed to 767. That was back in 99. Yes, I remember that one. It was off the coast of Maine or Nova Scotia, maybe. He goes on to say, I know there's not been a commercial airplane crash in the U.S. in over 20 years. Is it there's no commercial crash or no commercial major jet crash? One of the worst, most recent crashes I remember was the small turboprop crash in Buffalo in the snowstorm, where when it was all said and done, they discovered that pilots that were flying these turboprops, they were being paid pretty much like Kinko's employees. 44 grand a year plus two weeks of vacation once you've worked six months. And again, no offense to anyone working at Kinko's, but it was sort of shocking that they were letting people fly planes that, yee. And it was horrible snowstorm conditions, which obviously in Buffalo is typically the case. You'd think they'd start the junior pilots out way in the south, in the west, where there's not as challenge. Hey, uh, you just, congratulations, you're now... Uh, you're now working for, uh, what's the regional jet company I'm thinking of here? Uh, whatever. Congratulations. Uh, 
You've been a month on the job. We're going to have you fly in the Northeast in the winter. Oh, you're going to love Buffalo. It's great. Uh, plane landed in a neighborhood. Killed everybody. Awful. Anyway, there's no, not been a commercial crash in the U.S. in over 20 years, but stories like these and near misses recently makes me think twice about flying. You just don't know the mental state of all the crew members in the cockpit of any given flight. Sincerely, Chris in Cincinnati. Yes, I don't think about it, but if I did, maybe I w- would be more hesitant to fly. Even with a crash a year, the lottery numbers, my brain overwhelms my heart and my overall fears to say, you couldn't get lucky enough to be on a flight that goes down. And while I do get a little bit nervous when planes hit turbulence and you're just thinking, oh boy, what's going on here? I do not obsess about it. I just don't fear flying. Well, you're afraid of bananas, so don't act so tough. That heckler's got to be kicked out of here. This one from Steve Savino. He writes to say, yes, the Italian gibberish song, finally. Steed, he writes, I was ecstatic to see someone else had discovered that Italian gibberish pop song. I'd heard about this. It's titled, get this, Prison Colonescanalioscalol, or something, by Adriano Celentano. I found this, the song a couple years ago, and I remained fascinated by it for several reasons. One, it is catchy as all get out. Two, it's literally nothing but gibberish. Three, I don't think it was just some one-off thing that was forgotten. If you search on YouTube, the original full-length black and white video with dancers appears to have been removed. But there's a ton of live performances, some as late as 2012, and fan-made videos of the dance routines. Anyway, thank you for giving me something to enjoy by obsession over this song with. Or someone to enjoy by obsession, at least, over this particular song with thing. Didn't phrase that great, but I didn't read it great either. Thank you, Stephen Savino. I think somebody needs to make a new gibberish song. Why not? Maybe an American can make a gibberish song about Some song in another country, a German song, an Italian song, a French song. Who knows? Just get up, pick up guitar, start blurting out some words that sound like something in another language, and I don't know, see how it comes out. If you got a good beat, a good hook, decent tempo, some backing horn section, oh yeah. Now you got a song. The words? Nobody even knows the words anyway to most songs, right? Just play the hits. Thanks for listening. Thanks for Charge for swinging on in. Sorry for those that are Charge haters, the small but growing legion of them. I love Charge like a damn brother. I really do. But I love all my guests like brothers. Sometimes brothers who annoy me, but still brothers nonetheless. Have yourself a Cracker Jack Wednesday or whatever kind of Wednesday you want. I'm not here to run your life. But thank you for listening. Spread the word. Rate and review. And we will see you next time. Just because the NFL season is now firmly in the rearview mirror does not mean the 
betting season is over. Oh, no, 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 no. There is still plenty of opportunities to put a little something-something on the games. The NBA, college basketball, NHL, yes, golf. No matter what tickles your fancy, there is still plenty of action to whet your appetite. But just remember, where you bet is every bit as important, if not more so, than what you're betting on. That's why I tell my friends to go to mybookie.com. A-G. Oh, but my state just approved it. There's a big DraftKings fan duel, whatever. No, 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 no. Johnny come latelys. My bookie has been ahead of the game for years now. And why does that matter? Oh, I don't know. In a million ways. Better lines, better payouts, less rules. You name it. Plus, you get a bonus with me at mybookie.ag. Use promo code ZABE, Charlie, Zulu, Alpha, Bravo, Echo, and have your deposit matched halfway up to $1,000. Now, make sure you read the rules on payouts regarding bonus wagering. It does require certain levels of wagering to collect your money. But if you just want to bet straight up, you don't want the deposit, you want to make a one-time bet for a million dollars, win it, and then walk away, fine. You can do that as well. That's a free cash bonus for making your deposit. Use promo code ZABE to claim the offer. Bet, win, and most importantly, get paid with my bookie today.